Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Basis Hashem, BPW number 20, that's Spice Panimi for Women, share number 20. We're discussing in the past two shiurim aspects of marital intimacy. So it's going to again make Hagdama for just clarity about the giving of these shiurim. Um, I was told, and I'm going to take this advice, that explicit things that are like, I wouldn't say the word questionable, but certainly where some can may disapprove or say it's not permitted, some may say it is, or if you're allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, and things like that that are questionable, that are explicit. This is These are items that I will not bring up in the shear in an open public way, not just for the women, but in the men or joint shearim as well, um, for many reasons. And for that, um, if privately a couple... Or, or anyone would, would ask these questions privately to me. Some answers I may know, others I may have to ask uh, Paisik or Mayrehara about the parameters of it, and that needs to be done on a private matter. So on explicit things pertaining to, que- you know, things that are, some would hold it's good, some would hold it's not good, or what's Likat Chila, what's Bediyeved, uh, these are things that I won't openly discuss in the Shiurim. I will, though, um, when something is clearly allowed and it's explicit, though, that I may actually do discuss in the joint and men shiurim more explicitly, in the shiurim here towards women less so, less so because simply, uh, even if I mentioned this many times, that even if technically I would be told, you know, you're reading, let's say, from a contrast and you're quoting things that are explicit, that it's okay as long as you're just saying it and they're hearing it and it's a tireless to hear it, even though it's explicit. And even if I get that allowance to do so, I'm very uncomfortable doing so. So I'm not going to do it. So part of it is these very technical um, ways to incite and to stimulate the sexual intimacy in, in, in during the intimate act, which I will not um, go into, especially not in the women's share. Like I said, in the joint share, so that the women could hear it too. As a couple, I may be somewhat more explicit. And um, in the men's share, also more so. But again, even then, I would only say those things when it's obvious that it's permitted and there's no question. When it becomes a questionable thing, that I won't discuss. But the idea behind it, I'm just going to talk in general that... Um, it's a joint effort, and I'll just say this in a general terms, that even though it's brought down generally that a husband is the one that's the nicing, he's the giver, or the woman's a receiver, usually it's well known that the man generally is more active in certain things and the woman more passive. But one needs to know, and again, this is more for Kala teachers to discuss and for women guidance, which hopefully we will have in the near future. To they'll, they'll talk about the explicit aspects of it. But she is also meant very often to take an active role in the process. They're, they're a partnership. This is also, again, not a, not a, a, um, a um, deterrent to Tznias. This is actually the essence of Tznias of actually sometimes when it's needed, and sometimes it's a healthy thing, that part of whatever foreplay would be leading up to actual intercourse and the intercourse itself, it's not that the woman is very passive. She could be very active, very even aggressive when the husband wants it or when they both want it, and that is a healthy thing. 
and that although a man plays a primary active role in intimacy, both in its initiation of it and in the act of intercourse itself, a woman needs to realize also that she also is a full active partner in the process. And just like his activity or whatever he's doing is supposed to stimulate her towards intense arousal, she also is meant to actively bring him to his intense arousal as well. And that way they both enjoy in full pleasure and and everything is, that's the way it's supposed to be. And he says here, and again, I don't have it in front of me, that it's based on the words of Rav Isaac Sher, which we had Shiorim on his Sefer called Kedusha Sisrael, and Rosh Shleimah Wolbo, Zeich Both of them say the same things. That even though, yes, this idea of tsnua, there's an idea of even bashful, bashfulness, which is a healthy thing. Busha in these matters and Klai Yisrael is a healthy thing. And for a woman to have a certain degree of this, uh, um, you know, bashfulness of her is a healthy thing. But when it comes to actual intimacy between a husband and a wife, it's okay and understandable to feel that sort of uncomfortableness. It's not inherent. You know, when I, that's something especially, it's something to get used to, realizing that in, over here it's a different scenario. But being an active partner in intimacy is very important, not just for the husband, but for the wife as well. Now again, the, the, the husband, though, he really has the, the primary chiv, the more active role is his. He needs to learn, and again, this we will talk about on the other side of the mechitza. He needs to invest a lot of energy towards it. He needs an effort to do everything slowly and gradually to bring his wife to the point where she experiences intense physical arousal through talking, through touching, caressing, hugging, kissing, everything that's necessary. He is the primary responsible. The mitzvah of Aina is on him to provide his wife with pleasure, with happiness, with fulfillment, with sipika nefesh. There's no question. And to put it frankly, the sexual organ of a husband, the, what is the main tachlis of it? The ikatafket is shalom bayis. That is the purpose of it, is the shalom bayis. And this is, if you, you look at it in that mindset, it's a healthy thing, and that puts things in healthy perspective. So definitely, we're going to talk about it on, on, you know, by the men, how important that is. And he needs to learn how to do it slow, and very often he needs guidance from her, from his wife, and how to go about doing it, and what, what is pleasing and what's not pleasing. That also, without going into explicit detail, it's very, very important that they do discuss and communicate their needs for one another in the bedroom. And again, if it could be said in an indirect way, it's all the more better. But we talked about it, and you could ask, I guess, a Shaila if you're not comfortable with it, in other words, if let's say, as an example, a, a wife is basically says, I'm Tsunua, I'm told I can't explicitly ask for specific things, but I, it's hard for me to communicate it, and my husband's not getting the message unless I say it clearer, and I want to say it clearer. Am I allowed to, not allowed to? You could ask a Paisic, you could ask a Shaila. I mean, I'm saying here generally it's pretty clear that in those things, you say what you need to say in a clear way. Once you get it, once the husband gets it and you get it, then there's no need to say it anymore. You have actually a certain understanding and a code with each other and a communication with each other that now he knows exactly what your needs are and there's no need for it to be said anymore. And the question is, to be explicit 
uh, when the husband's not getting the message or not quite understanding what she needs, and it's affecting the intimacy because she's frustrated because she really needs certain things and is either embarrassed to say it or feels it's not sneistic to say it. But because of the not saying it, he's not providing it, not because he doesn't want to, but because of a lack of awareness, then I believe it's worthy to ask the Shaila if you're not comfortable with it. And you'll, I think, most likely to be told this heter that despite the fact that normally you're not allowed explicitly ask for certain explicit things with your mouth in a certain way, but when he's not understanding it or to, to help that there is a healthy back and forth to fulfill the needs that are not being met till this point because of the lack of communication, they will give you this heter. But again, this is something that you could ask a Shiloh for if you're not comfortable, but there's definitely a mukim, not only to be matter, but in this instance, it's really an important thing to do. So we talk about, again, that the behavior of the husband or the, or the wife needs to be in a certain refinement, not animalistic or, or, or crass. The kalas reish of it is very, very negative. And we're not going to go, again, into details here of what that behavior would be. A lot of it is simply common sense. It's also that if a wife is not comfortable, it goes with the husband also, if they're not comfortable doing certain acts, even if you got technically a hector to do them from a paisic, let's say you did ask a shaila, whatever this these things are, and they said technically it's mutter. Sometimes they'll say no problem whatsoever. Sometimes they'll say, you know, it, it's okay, but don't, you know, don't do this often, just when you need it here and there. Whatever the Pesach will tell you about certain acts, the bottom line is, is that even after you get whatever particular heter that you get from a Pesach, that you're allowed to do certain things, it's only if a husband and wife are both comfortable with it and they want it done, or at least be fully accepting of it being done. Otherwise, it's us to do. If they say one husband or wife, it makes no difference which way it is, but we're talking in, in this context of, of a husband wants to do something and a wife simply does not want to simply because she's either it really, really is distasteful or hard and she just can't get herself to do it, then he's not allowed to do it. Plain and simple. She has to be clear communicating her likes and dislikes. Yes, in a soft manner, respectful manner, but it has to be said. And this avoids a lot of hurt and heartache and it promotes, promotes um, you know, Shalom bias overall. This applies with every type of communication. The sexual communication is no different. Just like with every communication, if sometimes the, the worst thing you could say, say in marriage, many things is that if you really loved me, you would know what I want. Meaning to expect your husband or wife to be a mind reader. And that is one of the worst lines in marriage and one of the most real, unrealistic expectation aspect of mar- marriage. I'm married to him for 30 years. If he doesn't get it by now, then he's never going to get it. Not true. Sometimes you need a direct communication to convey it. And if that applies by all aspects of Shalom bias and all aspects of communication, how much certainly so, it's important when it comes to marital intimacy. Very often, both of them are frustrated with their needs are not being met or they don't like certain things and they would like other things. And very simply is they're assuming that their husband should know this or that their wife should know this. And common sense, why aren't they getting it? In the meantime, they never had that communication. And when you have that communication and, and you express it, that takes away a lot of the misconceptions and creates a tremendous shalom. And therefore, it is very, very important to do so. So to reiterate, 
It is perfectly okay for any and every wife to communicate with her husband about what she does enjoy and what she doesn't enjoy. And if there's something he's doing right now that she really doesn't like so much, he should tell him, she should tell him. There's something that she would like him to do that she's not doing. She should inform him of this. And again, you ask if you're worried about the tzniyistika aspect of verbalizing something like that, you could ask a shayla. But more than likely, they will tell you that in this situation, in Shalom Bayis, to promote it, to understand each other, and this is the best way to get that the husband and you are on the same page, then you will get, most likely, a very clear-cut heter. Yes, you could say this, you should say this. To be frank and open with him about these matters, you're actually doing him a favor, and you're doing yourself a favor. Just say it, even when you're saying it directly, in a refined manner, in a gentle manner, but in a clear manner that they know exactly what you want. The one difference is biologically, and again, this is somewhat explicit, but it's very clear, it's general. Generally speaking, men get aroused easily. They reach that erection and ready for intercourse relatively very, very quickly. And very often they can release that zera um, before they finish the act sometimes, and that's a normal, normal issue by men, that, again, callas need to know, married women need to know, that sometimes, especially if they haven't been with each other for a while, and it happens sometimes that Zara comes out before finishing the act, it is the most normal thing in the world. Of course, Ramosha talks about it, others, it's best, if possible, when that happens. I'm just going to say one thing that Ramosha said, that normally you need um, foreplay of kissing, hugging, and so on and so forth, but Ramosha does say that when possible, if, let's say, they're involving and they're starting to do that foreplay and immediately, right away, because of a man's nature, he's already aroused and that zera has to come out, then if possible, and, and, and the wife should be willing to do this, to consummate the act quickly so that the zera goes in in the right way and do with those a lot, a lot of those things that were meant to be done foreplay before the act to do them now after the act. And then... If you're able to have to do it again, perfectly fine. But that's what, how the way men are built. They're aroused very quickly, like we just said. Women, on the other hand, generally speaking, need time to build towards an arousal. Pleasant, intimate conversation, hugging, kissing, and so on. And it takes them a longer time to get to that point. So, that is why there's a chiv. And again, on the men's side, they need to learn it. And on the women's side, they need to learn what they need to learn. But he needs to be aware that... Just because he, Betev, it's not his fault. This is just the nature, the way he made it, that he gets aroused very quickly. So there's a time frame gap between the two. But if he just does what's natural to him without being aware of the feminine need aspect of it, then his wife would be likely to be unfulfilled or frustrated and sometimes deeply hurt. He's not meaning to hurt. And that's what I want to say on the woman's side. It is biological, a lot of it is biological, teva, what Hashem put in the nature, physical nature and emotional nature, makeup of a, of a man versus a woman. And part of the avoida, and yes, it's work. This is something also strange, people think, that the idea of physical intimacy, you know, young people just view it as a fun, exciting type of thing, and it is, and it should be. And for married, more you know, married couples, no matter how long they're married, it should be exciting and fun and interesting and passionate and enjoyable and so on. But at the same time, there's work involved in it. 
there's work on both sides. And on the chasanim end and on the men end, they need to figure out ways, especially when they're younger, that despite the fact that they get aroused right away, to learn over time, to hold it back to the point where his wife is in tune, that time should lapse, and he is able to contain that, if he could, so that she could be at the point in full touch with what she needs, and she's at that point. So his delaying is definitely something that he needs to work on, and it's a craft. Sometimes it's not possible, and therefore the wife needs to learn how to accommodate. But the bottom line is, is there is a give and take here, and there is work, and there is the working together towards this. And this is no different than when you work together on how you're going to pay your bills if you're working on a budget, working together if you're preparing a Sheva Brachas for another family, how to go about doing it, working together on any single project that a husband and wife works together with. They're planning a vacation on it for the kids. They're working together on that. They're working together on what with what yeshivas or basiakas or schools that their ch- children should be enrolled in. That whatever they're working on, this intimate act, this intimate intimacy itself, the working together towards it, is a beautiful thing. It's no less important than any other thing that a husband and wife needs to work on or should work on. And of course, talk about in the Paiskim, on the men's end, to demonstrate extra love and affection for his wife all the time, but especially on days where they're planning to be intimate that night, and on the woman's side as well, to express appreciation, showing some excitement, she needs to hear words of endearment, appreciation, esteem, affection, preceding intimacy, and even through the whole day. And he, she sometimes, when she hints to it, shows that she's looking forward to it in a subtle way. That's a healthy thing also in a marriage, that, that it shows that she's excited and interested and looking forward, makes the man husband feel good. So it's really both ways this should be done. Another difference between men and women in general is that men generally are quite physical about their intimacy. Women more, it's an emotional bonding experience. And there needs to be a sensitivity one to the other to understand that. That when a woman needs to understand when he's being very physically aroused and all that, there is an emotional component, generally speaking. He needs to work on it, but the bottom line is there is. And the problem is, is that many men, and I'm going to talk about on the other side of the mechitza with the men, he brings down from Neich Olawik, he coined an expression that men have a constipation of the mouth, which means that very much husbands, they love their wives dearly, but they're tongue-tied. Tongue-tied when it comes to the emotional obligations to their wives. On the wife, you need to understand this, that they do suffer from this. It is natural for a man to have this. It's not an excuse. I'm making it very, very clear. I'm making it very, very clear. He has a chiv to break that uncomfortableness. By by nature, he doesn't like talking about these things, doesn't understand yet the emotional language of a, of a woman, of a wife, and what she really needs. He needs to learn that. That is true. But again, you know, there, there needs, once there's a healthy communication, I need to hear this, I need to hear that. And you do it in a way to explain it not complaining or whining, but just in a mature way, an adult conversation between the two. I need to be told that you love me. I need to be told, I need you to use those caring words to me. It may not be important to you, but it's important to me. Because a husband truly does love his wife. He keeps it a lot in his heart. He has trouble verbalizing it, and but he needs to understand the extreme importance of this verbalization. And again, we're going to explain on the husband's end 
especially in the beginning when it comes to intimacy, it needs to take time. He sometimes needs to hold back whatever he could on the physical expression to do it minimally at first and gradually building up to more intense forms of hugging and kissing. I know it can be frustrating when they right away jump into it and the husband and the wife is not ready. It's frustrating. They need to know how to delay it. A woman needs to know that when he does this, he's not being very often. When you're dealing, I'm talking about he's ehrlich, he's menschlich, he wants to help his wife and, and they, he really, really wants to communicate and loves, love, you know, and he loves her. So she needs to understand when he jumps in ahead more than she's ready, it's not lahachis, it's not to hurt her, it's not because of insensitivity. But I think very often, just like the men underestimate the emotional need to verbalize emotions and caring to his wife, that's underestimated and the husband doesn't understand this, very often a wife does not understand how powerfully strong that physical urge is which is a healthy urge when it's directed towards his wife, how difficult it is for him to hold back. He needs to try, he needs to do. But when he is falling short somewhat, it's very, very important for a wife to understand this, that it's not coming from an insensitivity or because of animalistic reasons or whatever it is. It's a teva Hashem put in the natures of men, just like he has no right to make fun or demean or to uh, look down upon a wife, a woman's needs when it comes to sexual intimacy, when it comes to verbal emotional intimacy. The same thing applies for a man. That's why I always felt that these husband and wife jokes that they talk about a lot, that may sound amusing, is very often very damaging because we very often need to understand, even though we ourselves are not like that. Males will never understand females perfectly, vice versa. That is very true. But to understand the extent of why their natures differ and how they differ, then that saves so much agmas nefesh and promotes so much peace. If a husband, even if he's not there yet, but if he understands that a woman needs time and space, needs it to be gradual before she gets to the point of where she is sexually ready for him, and he learns that, or that he needs to express himself in an emotional way, verbally to his wife, and just, and he needs to understand that. He needs to understand all these things about a woman's nature, even though he's not a woman. On the woman's side also, she needs to understand the man's nature. That the fact that he jumps in straight in and he's aroused right away and let's get going and all that is something that is natural to him biologically. On a, and, and if he's doing that, that means Baruch Hashem, he's healthy. He's a healthy male. Okay, and Baruch Hashem, if he, especially if he has Shmir Seinayim, and, he, and this is his only outlet in this manner towards you, the fact that he seems over-eager, over-interested, is something that you should take as a compliment while you work on it. So it's very, very important that on both sides of the fence, husbands and wives, in these intimate areas, to give each other some slack, give each other some leeway, Understand when there are shortcomings, when they're not yet at that point. It is work that you work towards. And there's alias in your readers. Just like with everything in life, there are ups and downs. There's some nights where he may be less patient in the, this area because of whatever reason. Sometimes he will be more. But if overall you see that he's really trying, he's really working, embrace that, compliment him, give him feedback. I appreciate this. I appreciate that. I know it was hard that you 
you're doing this for me, and so on and so forth, and talk it over with each other. And he needs to learn to overcome that quote-unquote constipation of the mouth and to verbally express warm things and warm feelings towards his wife before intimacy, during intimacy, after intimacy. Bracha and